Gracious Heavenly Father, many things happened this week. Both sad and surprising things took place this week. We thank you for protecting us, especially Dan and Krista and Sarah. Although we don't know who or what will cross our path today, we do know that you are our rock and our fortress. You are our shield and our strong tower. Help each one of us to anchor ourselves to you today. Teach us how to stand strong in you and choose only your way today. Help us, help us walk by your truth and not by our feelings. In the name of Jesus, who always loves us and leads us, we pray. Amen. So yesterday we heard Paul's call for Corinthians to live a holy life. The first meaning of holy life is to live separately from the world. Today we will see the second meaning of a holy life. So let's read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 to 7, 1. Do not be yoked together with the unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can... Uh, can light have with the darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with the unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are temple of the living God. As God said, I will live with them and walk among them, and I'll be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separate says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and soul, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Amen. The second meaning of a holy life is separation to and for God and God alone. To live holy means to live solely for God's glory. And before we see the second meaning of a holiness that blesses our life completely, I want us to, uh, I want us to know an important uh, caveat or warning about separating ourselves from the world. If we take a pride only in separating ourselves from the world, guess what? We become like a Pharisees. Pharisees literally means separated ones. They took great pride in their separate, different life from everyone else, more than their union with God. They just focused on how they were different from others, forgetting why they supposed to be different from others. So why do we separate ourselves from the world? It is because God calls us out of the world. That's what today's text tells us. Verse 17, come out from them, be separate, says the Lord. The key to live a holy and pure life is to know deeply and hear clearly the one who calls us. For that, Paul used 
uh, Paul used here a medley of Old Testament prophecies in the second part of the today's passage. There are three major quotations. The first one, uh, verse 16, I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. This first quote comes from Leviticus chapter 26, verse 11 and 12. I'll put my dwelling place among them, and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. And Ezekiel 37, 27 reconfirms this calling of God or God's own commitment to Israel. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. We can live holy and pure because of God who calls us and holy and pure. And his love is different from all others. God did not call us because he needs us, but because he desires us. Actually, we need him more than anything else. His love and purpose is purer than anyone's love and goodwill for us. He calls us to partake in his glory and life. For that, God first committed himself to us, that God said he wants to and he will live with us and walk among us. You know, Israelites, they think it was that God was talking about temple. But we know what God ultimately meant by the temple. God ultimately came in midst of us, as a one of us, incarnating in human flesh. And literally, God walked among us to make us his children. So, and then second quote, uh, verse 17, Come out from them, be separate, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing, and I'll receive you. This second quote comes from Isaiah 52, 11, uh, which says, Depart, depart, go from there. Touch no unclean thing. Come out from it and be pure. You who carry articles of Lord's house. Articles of the Lord's house. Isaiah 52, verse 11 refers to carrying the Lord's uh, vessels, especially these articles of the temple, out of Babylon. This sacred cultic task, task you know, it always uh, demands any contamination uh, with uh, unclean things. God commanded the remnant of Israel not just to return from Babylon to promised land, but much more importantly, to rebuild his temple and redeem Israel once again. So God said to so Paul is using the same promise here. We are building God's temple. We are building kingdom of God, not just with the articles of the temple, but promise and the power, promises of God and power of the Holy Spirit and presence of Jesus. And third, third quote in verse 18. I'll be a father to you, and you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Almighty. It comes from 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 to 14. This is a famous God's promise to David, so-called the Davidic promise or Davidic covenant. When your days are fulfilled, your days means David. 
you sleep with your fathers, and I will raise up your seed after you, one who will come from your own body, and I will establish his kingdom. He will build a house for my name, and I will establish throne of his kingdom forever. I'll be a father to him. He will be a son to me. This is one of the favorite uh, passages to early Christians because here they see Jesus is the promised Messiah in Davidic line. And Israel, I mean, not just Israel, but the whole world. And ultimately, we are the heir of a Christ kingdom. Now, very interesting thing that Paul did that uh, not included in the original God's promise to uh, David and Solomon, David and uh, Davidic promise is that he said, I'll, he will be my son and I'll be his father, right? But here, verse 18, what did he say? David said, I'll be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters. Do you notice? Sisters, do you notice? Paul added daughters here. Sons and daughters. And then this is the only time Paul used this word, you know, used the word daughters here as a God's daughters. And once again, Galatians 3.28, there is a neither Jew nor a Greek, neither free or slave, neither man or woman. All is one in Christ. So Paul wants to make sure, just in case, so somebody missed that it is promised only once again to a man or whatever, you know, you know, and people take literally. It takes more than literal. It is a most universal. God wants to be a father to everyone. God who calls us to a holy life is a holy father to all of us, regardless of our human background. God wants to be a father to all of us. That's what the meaning of living holy and pure. We are not living in holy and pure for some kind of a law, some kind of a philosophy, some kind of religious code. No, we are living holy and pure because our Father is holy and pure to you and me. We're doing it because of His love for us. So holiness is a personal. Holiness is a blessing. Holiness it's a privilege. Let us live today holy and pure, with a union with God in the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for calling us from the world that is disappearing and dissipating. Thank you so much more for calling us to you and your love and your life. As we know, your son was sacrificed for our separation from the world to you. Heavenly Father, we want to serve you and you alone. Now, deepen our hearts and souls in the deep love of Jesus throughout the day so that we can follow you holy and pure. In the precious name of Jesus, we all pray. Amen.